0: What's up, beautiful people? Um, we have a very special guest today on Creative Habits Podcast. This person is an accomplished portrait photographer, an artistic visionary, passionate about capturing faces and the most beautiful moments in people's lives. She studied photography at the Washington School of Photography, D.C., Uh, She specializes in doing professional headshots for actors and entertainers. Her success story can be credited to her fueled energy for photography, which has gotten her to photograph several published models. She takes pride in her job behind the camera and is passionate about picturing the beauty, strength, style, and enthusiasm of people. Today, we have the wonderful Lulu Washington, how are you doing today?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm all right. I'm all right. So, um, give me a little background about your 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 life and what got you into photography.
1: Um, well, I think I've always been an artistic individual, creative individual, from as early as I can remember. Um, it's just sort of the environment that I was born into with uh, my family members and friends that were around me. I'm actually. Originally from Toronto, Ontario, Canada, mm. and uh, I've been in DC for the last two years now. So um, that upbringing, I think, just the the diverse scope of individuals that you're thrusted into in, in that environment, it's mm. it's it's almost like you can't help but gravitate towards some sort of art form. There's just such a melting pot there, and you know, it it was it was always something music or art or you know photography. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah, I think that's how it started for me.
0: What was the transition like moving from Toronto here?
1: Um, you know, in a lot of ways there are similarities and the differences, you know, they haven't been too much of a cultural shock. Um, mm-hmm. fortunately, I mean I, I, I got married um, to my husband who's from DC mm-hmm. and You know, he's been great. His family has been all just like encompassing, welcoming, and uh, it's been a great transition, really. I can't I don't have any complaints. And in terms of photography, I've definitely connected with a lot of different artists and groups. So in that sense, I love how rich the artistic uh, community Mm. is here. Um, That's been a wonderful, a wonderful gift to me, really, um, in moving here.
0: I love that. Um, when people think of Washington, D.C., um, well, I'm a native Washington uh, and I guess if it, that's what they call it. And um, mm-hmm. they mostly think of like government and monuments and museums right. and stuff. But they don't really uh, see or understand that there's a really rich artistic community here, you know, with music, mm-hmm. uh, go-go, the food. Um, and it's a rich community with a lot of culture that that's been here forever basically
1: right right I mean look at all just the museums that we have access to that was one of my first um introductions Mm -hmm. and it just grew from there you know just so many different um uh standpoints and art and I've been loving it so far for sure
0: that's great so tell me about the time where you said, "Okay, I'm really going to pursue this passion, like when was the time you first picked up the camera, took a portrait, and was like, "Okay, this is me
1: Well, it was actually when I was in high school um many moons ago, without giving away too much <laughs> it. but uh, I took you know I took film photography courses all through high school, all through college, always as electives mm-hmm. because you know, I think there was like with many artists that fear of, well, can I really make this into a career? I'm not sure. So I'll just keep taking elect- electives because it makes me happy. It, you know, gives me a sense of passion. But for me, I think the defining point um, was probably I think it was probably sometime around high school where I was capturing murals mm-hmm. and um, I would find different viewpoints of showing these murals and when i finally got to this was during film and we would develop our own photos when i saw these photos come to life i said this is exactly how i view things Mm. and i love the fact that i can now share without words my viewpoint Mm. and it just became like an addiction at that point you know so i think that was it
0: i love that so What was the process from uh, photographing murals and, you know, different landscapes to transitioning to actual people? And was Um, it a hard process? Was it easy, difficult?
1: I think um, if I think about younger Lulu, and the way she uh, perceived her, you know, her photography, I think what kept me from photographing um, people was just, uh, a fear of some sense, not mm. thinking that maybe the photos would be good enough, looking at my peers, looking at my, uh, you know, um, role models and mm. mentors and thinking that maybe I didn't have chops, so to speak. And, you know, it just it's about trying. So, mm. you know, that's the thing with with art. There's really no way, no right way to do it. You know, um sure you can get formal training in any in any medium. But you put your stamp on it because that's what makes it your art, you know, Mm. with your unique touch. So for me, um, it really just became about from going from murals to people. It was just friends Mm. at first, you know, just my closest friends playing around, um, you know, just we in in Toronto, we we were always outdoors. Um, We did a lot of like nature walks and conservatory walks. That's just kind of part of, you know, my upbringing there. And so that's when I bring my camera and moves, always capturing landscapes and then capturing the friends that I was out there with, you know, hiking or cycling with. And it just started from there. Um, and then I think also earlier on, I had a lot of, um, you know, background and connections in the music scene. I used to book bands when I was in college. Mm-hmm. So um I started photographing these individuals as well. And that really sparked something because here you are playing an instrument or you're on the mic. And how can I freeze this moment in time? That was the process then. And that was the thought, you know, behind all of that. And that's how it started really. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I definitely agree. Um, I started photography as well in in, in college and, um, I originally went to went to college for video production, but I picked up photography later. And um Amazing. just the same story. I out with friends, I picked up my first camera and just started capturing everything. Everything that that looked interesting to the eye, just started capturing it. And um just creating these memories, you know, mm-hmm. that people can hold to hold on to forever, just just the thought of that just isn't very important to me. Is that the same for you as well?
1: It is. Um, as you were mentioning that, I actually just had a flashback even to when I was younger. My father always had cameras, but it, mm-hmm. his purpose for cameras was just to, you know, he him having family overseas. It was a way of keeping in touch prior to social media, mailing mm-hmm. pictures of your family. Mm-hmm. So we have, you know, I, like record books of albums of our childhood, you know, photos, And I would always grab his camera and try and replicate what he was doing. Whether I was mimicking him or not, Mm -hmm. I think I showed a fascination even at that age. And what's strange now is my memory is really intertwined with the photos that Mm -hmm. I've taken. You know, if someone tells me, like if a friend of mine tells me about some, I don't know, some event that we went to, you know, two decades ago or whatever... I remember the photos. Mm -hmm. I don't remember. (laughs) I I may not even remember the actual event or what happened there, but I always remember the photos that were taken. Mm.
0: What inspires you?
1: Oh, wow. Everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Everything. Um, My family, um, nature. Nature is just, you know, my um, time of peace and meditation and the inspiration that comes from, I always, I always tell my husband, this is like God's art that we're among, mm. you know, when we're in nature and like, this is the ultimate artist and artistry. So the inspiration that I derive from nature, it, it, it's incomparable. It's always there. Um, I love faces. I love studying faces. Um, I love all sorts of faces. And that has always been a driving point for me. Yeah. Um, and I love just, you know, the uniqueness of people and their individual individual personalities. I think that's what inspires me. I always try to get to know people through the camera. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's heavy. That's heavy. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: it, <laughs> people in general, you know, you know the old saying, uh, a picture's worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. And when you capture these images or paint these images or, 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 you know, if you're a musician, people can, when people on the outside look at that, they bring up their own interpretation, which makes art subjective. You know what I mean? Right. So what's, what's your number one goal when creating art? Is there like an underlying message that I want to, I want people to look at it this way, or I want to capture this so people can bring up their own conclusions to it.
1: Right. I want to be able to show the subject as they are. Mm -hmm. And especially when it's a person, you know, she might be, have a beautiful face and what have you, but what's her goal ultimately? What Mm -hmm. is she trying to, is she, you know, is she trying to land that leading role? What's her story? And I'm trying to show that as much as possible through a photo Whether it's a certain gaze, whether it's in the uniqueness of how she dresses, the way she does her hair. I'm just saying she, because most of my subjects tend to be Mm. (laughs) women. Mm. That's just what's happened so far. I I can't really explain it. But, um, yeah, that's that's what I try to, not who you think they are, but as they are. So,
0: yeah. Okay. Okay. So what... (sighs) Becoming an art an artist or a photographer especially, there's a lot of growing pains, like when you have a certain idea or concept for a shoot, um mm-hmm. and you contact the model and the model cancels on you last minute. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, like, that
1: definitely happens.
0: So have you had like a lot of moments like that when you first started out, or is it is it still same Not today? So-
1: not so much when I first started out, but, um, I think with the growth of social media, it's almost like there's been an oversaturation with, you know, photography, with mm-hmm. portraits and in a way it's good. It has its pros and its cons for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely an interest in the art. There's definitely a proliferation now of images that we have access to, which I think is you know, fantastic. But, then there's this, well, are you just doing it for the likes or do you actually are, have a purpose to why you want your portrait taken, mm-hmm. you know? So um, that's been, yeah, that's been definitely, I think every photographer gets these last minute cancellations, but that's why you collect a deposit <laughs> always <laughs> to, you know, secure yourself. But yeah, um, it happens and, you know, you just have to, you just have to keep rolling, you know. I don't I don't try and like stay with these shortcomings. Mm-hmm. That can that are just natural. This, these just happen. So
0: Okay. So what's your your process behind preparing for a shoot? Um, give me the the from A to Z, like do you plan it out in your mind first, sketch it out, make a storyboard? Like what's what's the process? I do
1: I do definitely work with storyboards and mood boards. Um one of my favorite shoots that I've ever done was actually in Calgary, Alberta, um, with a, uh, a girl named Jalen Christine. She is part of the uh, Nia Aboriginal tribe. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. she's also a traditional dancer of that tribe. So I had collected her background just about, you know, her family, her upbringing, um, um, just, you know, her principles, goals, all that sort of thing and we created a storyboard based on all of that and essentially captured these images of her in her traditional attire mm. in um in um some it was actually it was land that was deemed sacred by that tribe mm. we captured her on a landscape like that a lot of wheat fields and This was just a slow process in terms of listening to her story and gathering uh, different elements of of images, you know. So that was that was by far my favorite shoot, just because of how magical the landscape was and just how she intertwined with that landscape. So, yeah, that's that was part. Yeah, that was the process, essentially. Yeah. I love
0: that. I love that. Um, just taking just doing actual research instead of just going out there and just taking the photos. That's, that's amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've definitely freestyled, so to speak with, you know, certain images that mm-hmm. have come out and I'm like, wow. And then other times it's been a disaster and I just can't get it right that day. Mm-hmm. And you know, you throw it out, you throw it out the window and that's it. Um, but typically that is my process. And there have also been times when I've gone in with a plan and we just chuck that whole plan out because mm-hmm. something else happened there, you know, especially photographing in nature and natural light. You don't mm-hmm. know what you're going to get,
0: you mm-hmm. know, so. Yeah. So, so you work mostly with natural light. Do you have any outside uh, light sources as well?
1: Um, I do mostly work with natural light, but I have done a lot of studio um, studio work lately mm. Um I don't really have a preference in terms of what sort of outside light sources that I use. Um, It really is just about the image that I'm trying to capture at that point point in Mm. time or whatever the client has asked for. Um, But I do love natural light. There's something magical about the way natural light works with skin and Mm. what you can produce, you know, and then that's, yeah, that's a whole um, medium that I really love working with. So.
0: So do you prefer um, when the sun is first rising or golden hour when the sun is about to set?
1: Sunset. Yeah. Golden Mm -hmm. hour is my favorite time of day on just about any landscape. I I swear to you, you can go to (laughs) the grungiest abandoned building Mm -hmm. and you have a sunset and it just changes the whole look, you know, what you end up producing. Um, But you can also go to a beautiful beach and it, like epic you know with mm-hmm. what you end up um taking so yeah mm.
0: what is one thing about your photography venture that you didn't expect
1: um the expense, <laughs> Which is the expense of you know it's like um, yeah i mean it's 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 a love-hate relationship you know mm-hmm. it's like what am i gonna do i love what i do so I, it's an investment that's how i keep that's how i keep myself um, from feeling bad about my spending and photography equipment i say it's an investment it's an investment and it has been it really yeah. has been the body of work that i've produced and you have to have a love for it you know in order to continue to invest in your invest in your craft
0: exactly um there's always uh, the latest camera every year. Every year there's a oh, new camera yeah. or a, a new strobe or a new flash. And yeah. um, what blows my mind is um, when people reach out and they try to um, give you the bare minimum, like the the lowest of low, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, of payments, you know what I mean? Oh, right. It's yeah. like the price is the price. I charge this much because I have to pay this Sony free uh, <laughs> off, you know what I mean?
1: Right. And I think that comes with the oversaturation of social media because mm. now everybody—this is the first time everyone has access to a camera, right. essentially, through their phone. But what is it that you're doing with that? And you can't—you can't expect to produce the same image. Like I think there, on a on a mass level, there still isn't that understanding of what it takes to produce a certain image mm. versus a selfie on your phone or you know a vacation. So. Yeah, I definitely feel your pain on <laughs> people <laughs> trying to haggle you about your prices, but don't give in. Yeah, non-negotiable.
0: <laughs> Gotta stay so. strong. Um, exactly. The for me personally, the the newer, like the 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 most recent cameras, I try to try. Recently, I've been trying to like stay away from those. Like I'm, I've been trying to go older, more film work. Um, I just right. When I uh, went to London, I just uh, purchased a Yashica Mat um, oh. One Two Four. Yeah, so I'm I wanted,
1: familiar, mm-hmm. right?
0: So, um, like you said, with the the oversaturation of social media, like um, I think it's important to stand out when you use these different mediums. You know, the, use these different textures of films and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. do you, how do you stand out in this ocean of saturation?
1: Um, for me, I definitely try to, especially when posting, um, or in my portfolio, I try to put a mark on my style, um, Mm -hmm. and make it my own. And the the truth is the most of it has been in Mm post-processing, um, the image itself, sometimes it's not always that way. Um, there have been images where I haven't touched at all and I like it exactly as it is because I was Mm -hmm. able to capture that, you know, when I, when I took. The camera when I took the uh, photo itself, but post processing is is what I is how I do my um, unique you know stamp on the on the photo. And I definitely do not share my post processing. I know a lot of uh, photographers have started to um, teach that, give that away as part of their you know as part of their services. Um, I have not. I'll I'll definitely you know give away. Uh, my technique, um, and any skills that I've acquired, but I haven't done that yet with post-processing maybe because I just I'm trying to hold on to, um, my, my process at that point without sharing it. So, you know,
0: yeah. It's, it's important. I have an aunt who makes like the best banana pudding, but she has a secret <laughs> recipe that she won't give anybody. You know, it's <laughs> exactly. it's important to keep that, you know, <laughs> To your chest real close until you're ready to let it go, you know what I mean?
1: Exactly, and then pass it on when the time's right.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what's a common myth about being a photographer?
1: Um, a common myth, that it's easy. Mm-hmm. I think people think it's easy, because I know that was one of my... So there, throughout the last 15 years, the amount of times I've given up and picked it up because... It's just it's like the it's it's like a passionate love affair that you just cannot give up you know mm-hmm. that's the way i i, I describe my uh, love for photography i may step away for six months a year and then all of a sudden i find myself playing around one day because mm. there's uh, overcast and then there's sun in the distance and i'm like oh look at this i gotta pick up the camera um but the common myth i think that i find is that it's people think it's easy. They really do. They think anyone can just do it. And then you get into it and you're like, oh, wow, there's just, I'm still learning. Like Mm -hmm. there's so much technicality involved. And obviously with the constant um, production of new technology, Mm -hmm. the possibilities are endless with what you can create. So you're constantly learning. And I think that's the beauty of it too. But, yeah. That's, that's the myth I find is people
0: think that it's easy. I can definitely agree. I've been photographing for over maybe 10 to 15 years now, and I still keep like little cue cards of, you exactly. know, <laughs> camera yeah, settings that I need, you know? Yeah. It's um, like the
1: cheat codes. Of yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's just too much to remember. Um, speaking of, of of equipment, what type of equipment do you prefer to use?
1: Um, well, I fully transitioned to mirrorless cameras, I think, about last year. Um, mm. Olympus, pretty much, um, Olympus OMD, um, there that's my go to. Mm. Um, my lenses range from, um, well, yeah, I have a standard f one 25 milliliter all, all the way up to 50. Mm. I also have uh, micro micro four third lenses different specialties in those so you know that's what i've been working with so far in terms of lighting i do not own any equipment mm-hmm. um i usually rent equipment or use studios um you know equipment that are available to me i may expand on that <laughs> but, but it's going to be a slow process just mm-hmm. to, just for the time being but you know
0: yeah, just equipment in general. Um, a lot of these companies build up in, um, what's the word I want to use, in anticipation of getting that new product. And then you look up one day and just have a house full of, of stuff that you don't use anymore, like lenses and, and flashes exactly. and strobes. And um, I often have to check myself like, okay, what you have is good. Don't go out and buy 20 you Godox products. It. Yeah. And,
1: oh my God. Yeah. And I used to have that problem with Godox as well, but you know, it's just, you don't need all of it and you can, and that's, that's the thing you can rent. You can always rent and try something out before you decide to make that purchase.
0: You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, what, what stops you from just grabbing all of the newest and latest equipment? My husband—the
1: <laughs> fact that we share a bank account—because <laughs> you know that's that's the thing. He always says to me, It's "Like most women, we're out—they're out here like shopping, and you know, do." I, I mean, it may be an unfair stereotype, but mm-hmm. the typical things that you would expect—you know—someone um, my age to 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 blow cash on. I'm not blowing it on that. It's always it's always has to do with photography, whether it's a course mm-hmm. or an event or you know um, equipment. That's where my money goes. So really it's just about budgeting and not going crazy
0: with it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: We still need to keep a roof over our head. So <laughs> <laughs> yo.
0: Yeah. Um have you had any like really big challenges on just staying motivated?
1: Um, yes. Not so much, I think it's just because it's a bigger um bigger playing field here but in the earlier days back in toronto i found that because it's like a it's like a small pond with a lot of big fishes in Mm -hmm. toronto and so what i did find was the level of competition was so it was so ugly Mm -hmm. you know um i literally had like photographers you know bad mouth me to the client or you know things like that cattiness happened right especially because at that point, I was trying to get into fashion photography, which is a whole nother beast in mm-hmm. itself. It's, it's highly competitive, right? Um, so, yeah, that was a challenge. See, it had nothing to do with the art itself. It was mm-hmm. the industry, mm-hmm. you know, um, and trying to and formulate a career and just get gigs. But that was a challenge. Um, I think moving to a market where it's um, just... I think I think it's it's almost like everybody can eat here. You there's always someone who, who has a job and you're it's available and you don't get much of the, you know, the cattiness, the, the cutthroat mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah, that's that's been the challenge. And then has there's been learning curves for sure. Um, you know, I, I when mirrorless cameras first came out, I was just like enthralled by technology and the images that could be produced. But learning mm-hmm. was, uh, it was just a whole different ballgame for me. And the technicality, like I said, I'm still learning. I had a lot of cheat codes to begin with. One of my first mentors who's no longer with us, he had been using the Olympus um, system for 10 years at that point. Mm-hmm. And it, it it was like serendipity in terms of how we came together and how he taught me the system and i've just i've been addicted since um i know everybody loves sony that's like (laughs) that's me (laughs) that's you right yeah (laughs) i think there's some i don't know there's just something i love sony don't get me wrong and i've played around with sony cameras forever but i'm sticking with olympus it's just Mm. Also, it's the size. My hands are very small. <laughs> so it's having the compact camera in your hands, but mm-hmm. still being able to produce the image that I want. I think that's what it's the ergonomics of that camera that mm-hmm. I
0: like. So um,
1: mm-hmm. probably why I haven't moved away from it yet.
0: That's um, amazing. Um, what's one piece in it of advice you would like to give someone who wants to pursue a career in photography?
1: Oh, wow. Hmm. I mean, for me, I would say that it's kind of cliche, but practice makes perfect. And I mm-hmm. don't think there's ever a level of perfection that you can reach. But as long as you're content with the image that you've produced, then that's all that matters. But don't, you've got to give it some time every day or every you know week. It's just about honing your craft you know mm-hmm. you don't you don't give up on it and it um i think that's that's the key keep taking pictures as much as you can and of anything it could be you know your salted pepper shakers on your kitchen <laughs> <laughs> just keep taking pictures you know
0: mm-hmm. so
1: yeah
0: all right um we're near the end of the episode um but we already
1: wow i know i wish we could
0: talk more but um quick we like to uh play a little game with our guests called this or that so (laughs) i don't know if you heard of it but um i will give you um two questions but you can only choose one answer and the whole world depends on your answer
1: oh my goodness the pressure okay
0: (laughs) ready all right all right First one is pancakes or waffles?
1: Oh, pancakes! Why? <laughs> um, they're fluffy, they're yummy, they maple syrup—it's just comfort food.
0: Yeah, <laughs> comfort food. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I'm more of a waffle guy because you have the the, mm-hmm. the the little divots that you pour the syrup in, and they're like little cups yes. that hold syrup. It's, it's amazing. Yes.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, the next question: puppies or kittens?
1: Oh, puppies all the way. Mm. Um, yeah, they're just, all they want is love and attention, you know, Whereas Mm -hmm. cats are sort of temperamental. (laughs) So you never know what you're going to get.
0: Yeah. Um, Photoshop or Lightroom?
1: Oh, that's hard because I use both. Photoshop just keeps blowing me away, Mm -hmm. you know, um, especially with these tutorials that you find on, on, uh. YouTube, it 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 seems like it's just a cornucopia of like anything you want to do, you could do with Photoshop. So I do, I would say Photoshop.
0: Yeah. yeah, I like photo Photoshop, but there's like too many things you have to remember when editing. Uh, so Lightroom <laughs> is a lot easier for me, just personally.
1: Yeah. Do you know I've actually started recording my um, editing so that I don't forget. What oh, I did with a certain image—that's a smart yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's helped. So, okay. but I know what you mean.
0: Um, studio or outside in the in the landscape?
1: Um, outside for me. Mm-hmm. But I love studio. That's a it's a tough decision because as I as I have um, grown into being comfortable with studio, I really I'm really starting to love it. You know, I just love the fact that you could create whatever you want in one mm, room, mm. you know. Yeah, but nature, I'm still gonna go with nature first.
0: Uh, I <laughs> can agree with you right there. Um, I had one more, one more. Um, <laughs> Toronto or DC?
1: Oh, don't make me do that.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't, I always have to go with my hometown first. That's where my heart is, always of course. where my heart is. Mm-hmm. Although. This is my second home with uh, uh, a new family, so it's it's been wonderful I, I've, I have been this is what people hope for when they move to a new place is that mm-hmm. you'll be embraced mm-hmm. that you'll find love, you'll find your tribe and I've definitely found all of that here. so this is home away from
0: home so does Toronto like have any like staple foods because you know here we got chicken and mumbo you know I carry out some sort of things <laughs> like what's what's the staple food in Toronto?
1: Well, the national dish is poutine, which is fries, French fries with gravy and Mm. cheese. And sometimes you can throw yeah, gravy and cheese Mm. and you can throw bacon on there, Canadian bacon on there Mm. uh, if you want. But the purists will say no bacon, just, you know, (laughs) (laughs) fries, uh, gravy and cheese. But that's that's the national dish. And then. Yeah, I mean, there's just there's a huge food scene there, like Mm. the. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah.
0: You know, yeah, I would love to great. I would love to visit sometimes. Uh
1: oh yeah, I definitely recommend it. But go in the spring or summer. Avoid winter at all
0: costs. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So how can people um get in contact with you, maybe view your work? Is there a website, Instagram, or anything? Give us yeah. your socials.
1: Well, right now website is down, but you can still contact me through um Instagram. I'm heavily on instagram so it's at lulu l-u-l-u-s underscore lens lulu's lens so yeah
0: wonderful wonderful Find
1: me
0: on there. thank you again i feel like thank i've been you. following you for years um i watched your your growth and just seeing the, the development of your images and they're so beautiful and i hope
1: oh thank you and i likewise i've been it. following you as well thank you thank you yeah.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Um, So I won't take up too much of your time. I enjoy you uh, this conversation and, and thanks.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: All right. Have a good one.
1: You too.